Well, first of all, start with injuries. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, how... How is his injury? What's the situation? And is he likely to play in a protective mask if he's available? Well, first things first, he's seeing a specialist tomorrow. The reason why tomorrow is because obviously there was a lot of swelling. So the specialist advised before he checks it properly, um, he, he needs the swelling to settle down, basically. So uh, unfortunately, he will miss the weekend. Um, but that's you know part of him hopefully getting the right answer that we need to uh, and the, the protocols we need to follow. On top of that, Alex will be out for how long? And Jack Harrison, how far off is he doing? Yeah, so Alan, unfortunately, um, has hurt his hamstring. I think that was obvious to all. Um, it's going to be, well, it's certainly not going to be days. So it'll be a few weeks, I think. We'll wait and see as it um, heals, obviously. Uh, Jack's going well. He's out on the grass. He's not with us, though, yet. He's not trying with us yet. But he's going well and generally feels better in himself. So that's good news. When you suffered defensively, as you did against Aston Villa, are you more inclined to change personnel or go with the same back four? Uh, and let them rectify what went wrong against Villa. Yeah, I mean, it's not just about the, the back four. There was a, you know, I mentioned ours were just miles off it. Um, it happens. You don't want it to happen very often. The reason how we work how we work is to prevent that from happening. Um, but collective down days do happen, and it was a collective down day in total, you know, total effect on the day. Um, within that, some obvious mistakes as well, which don't help. Um, so, yeah, I look at the, the whole team, really, not just the individuals. Um, or as individuals, about everyone pulling together. So we analysed that, went through it with them and done some work on it this week. So uh, we made decisions on the team, but the actual shape, the belief in the team working as a unit, that was more important to me. If you look at individuals who could come in, obviously Jared Branthway and the experience he got on loan last season, how ready is he for Premier League op- for that Premier League opportunity? Yeah, and Ben as well. You know, Ben's there as well, training diligently. Um, you know, Jared's obviously new to, 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 new to myself, sorry. Um, but... It's a shame he missed a couple of weeks in pre-season, but he's getting that sharpness now and he's uh, had a game of full 90, so that will do him good uh, last week. So, yeah, he's, he's always in contention. Everyone's in contention here and that's how you want it. You know, that's how it should be. Um, Dobbo's come through in pre-season as well. He certainly put himself in contention. Arnie looked fitter and sharper, certainly looking in contention. So you want that competitive edge to the team and the, and the group. Do you feel that the place needs a lift and obviously three points at the weekend would change the mood somewhat? To be honest, ever since I've got here, I think everyone's been talking about it needs a lift and then words keep getting thrown around, crisis and all these bad noises and negatives. It's just the way Everton's been for a number of, number of months, years even. You know, So it's our job. I've said it recently. I said it in praise. I said it at the end of last season. We have to change the story. It always starts on the pitch. It always starts with me and the team changing the rhetoric, changing the field, changing the story. We haven't done this this yet this season, sorry, but we're two games in. You know, two, you can't measure a season on two games, particularly after playing so well against Fulham. But you don't get the win, and it changes the story yet again. You win that, and the story's a different one. So it's our job to change the story. I appreciate you can't affect this, but at the same time, it's a story that has been around Everton for a while now in terms of looking for that investment, and there's been the collapse of the... MSP Sports Capital deal. How does that impact you and the football side of things, if at all? Yeah, it doesn't really impact in the sense that the guidelines are parameters of what the reality are from a player point of view, as in signing players and working in the market, have been there anyway. Deals of any, any uh, well, certainly in any club, but certainly Premier League, there's so many checks of any company or any investors. You know, there's so many checks. It's, they don't just get done in a, in a day or a week. So... That's an ongoing view from the business side of the club. You know, I don't get involved in all of that, quite obviously. But regarding ourselves trying to sign players, we know we've got to work uh, hard in the market. We know we've got to find ways of creating deals, you know, and making them happen um, because we haven't got pots of gold to just make them happen. So we, we knew that from the start. I knew that from when I got the job. Um, and I've been working diligently with Kev and the, the scouts and 
various contacts I've got in the game to try and find the right players who can fit in with what we want, but also do the job and make us stronger. Does it impact, though, in terms of the direction you're getting from the top? as well because obviously any investment it was anticipated would lead to further appointments to the board of directors um, no not not really on direct comparison because the guidelines are laid down a while ago you know to say look this is where we're likely going to be obviously that changes because of uh, selling players and trying to buy players and players coming out of contract and all them types of things so there are there are decisions to be made um, but I made it clear at the end of last season as you know that there's a lot of work to be done and there is it still is you know and it's not just in the market it's fathoming out the club, getting it on a base level I spoke about, getting the right group of players, getting them aligned, getting them in a situation where we can be stronger. So that's an ongoing uh, challenge here and that's how it continues. So from your perspective then, why hasn't the club been able to get a deal over the line for Che Adams if you want to name an individual or indeed a striker that you're looking for? Well, I won't be naming individuals, but there's one obvious reason. I think you know what it is. You know, it's not, they, don't, they don't come cheap, you know, they don't just walk in here for nothing. So therefore you've got to find ways of constructing deals that another club had agreed to. The player would agree to agents, all the rest of it. You know, deals are not easy to construct whether you've got money or not money. But, they're, they're, but you've always got to work hard in the market. Even the superpower clubs, we've seen it this summer. Massive amounts of money changing hands, and players going to that club. No, they're not. They're going to that club. You know, there's a human being involved as well. So uh, trying to get everything to align at the right level is the the challenge. Are you able to give any indications to whether Beto Udinese is now? There's loads of people we've been linked with. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, obviously, and you probably understand why we're asking, is that fans have heard you say numerous occasions, and you've spoken about it before, ignore the noise around. But the noise is intensifying because there's a week left in the transfer window. I haven't, I haven't known a week here where the noise hasn't been intense, to be honest. <laughs> I think every week, it's, it's rare that I've done a, um, a conference, a presser like this, where we've talked about football since I've been here. It's been very rare. I think we were just talking, me and Andy, I think there's been two since I've been at the club when we've just talked about football and footballers. But they're looking for something, some kind of positivity, I suppose, and what you can do in the market because they'll well, look at, you're looking to bring in attacking uh, options, but they would argue that you need strength and I've always thought the best positivity you can give them is when it's the truth. So, therefore, at the minute, I can't give them the absolute truth in any situations. So, when it gets to that stage, then I'll be saying, this is what we're managing to do, this is what we want to do. And then we get them over the line. If, if you're just talking about player trading, let's say, and signing players. Um, you know, there's certain things you have to be delicate with, but I try and be truthful. I try and tell the fans, this is how it is, this is the reality, this is where we're at. How confident then, Sean, are you that you will get the tools that will give you the best chance of not just achieving the bare minimum of staying in the Premier League, but giving that, that chance? I'm not more or less confident than, than since I got it. You know, when I, when I took the job, it was made clear to me it's going to be a challenge. It was made clear to me the parameters, the guidelines and the realities of what we're going to have to do. And we're doing that. We're actively doing that. Within all that, of course, we're trying to create a team, you know, a, a team that can compete, not just about individuals, not always about spending money. I think there's some very good players here. I said it at the beginning when I got here. I still think there are. There's some developing players as well who will add to it. And I think creating that team attitude and that team mentality is an important factor. I also stated, like, I don't know every part of Everton's history, but I know enough about it. It's not always been plain sailing at this club down the years. You know, there's been many testing periods. So the club is always united. The fans have united with the team and got things done. That's what we're looking to do and certainly build on that from last season. That's the, the first step is to build on it. Now, we haven't started great. That's quite obvious. But you don't have a crisis after two games. You know, we're building. We're, we're building something. It's going to take time. But we've got to rush it, of course. I know that. You know, get time in this game. But there's a lot of good things there. It's just that people overshadow it with all the noise, as I said. Or as you said, actually, as you pointed out. Cheers. It's been a good to hear that Premier League productions. Hello, Sean. Um, oh, yeah. What's the important quality that your team need to show 
in the match this weekend to begin to change that story, like you said before? Well, the minimum is a, a better showing than last week, the mental side of it, the, the collective mentality, rather. Um, you know, the physicality of a performance, there wasn't enough aggression. And you understand, I'm not talking about crazy aggression, or about that fight, that edge to a performance. Um, it's hard to quantify sometimes. I said afterwards, if you check the stats, don't be surprised to see us running around probably more than them, and that was correct. Because it's not just about what the stats say, it's often what your eyes say, it's what your senses feel. And there wasn't that bite in our game, there wasn't that fight, that determination and that edge to the performance. That's with and without the ball by eye, in and out of possession. And you know when it's wrong, but when it's a collective thing, they're the hardest days to change, especially when you, you haven't got loads and loads of players and loads of situations you can change. They're the hardest things. You know, you sometimes have a couple being quiet, but not when it's so collective and everyone's quiet. They're, they're really challenging them days. And is it those sort of qualities that you think <coughs> can help me. bring belief and confidence for the, for the team squad and get the results they need? Well, I reminded them uh, after the game, you've got to remember the challenge of last season was considerable. They're really tough games to play, uh, play in you know, at the end of last season. But we come through it and that's got to be something that gets ingrained into you. So they have got the fight, the spirit, the desire and the quality to look after themselves and I have as well. So therefore I reminded them of that. I said, look, very short while ago, you're going through some really, really tough games and a severe, really intense pressure and come through it. So we've had a tough start in the sense of one bad performance by the way, because against Fulham, everyone, well, most people would fairly argue, we should have been out of sight. We should have won the game. So you can't judge everything on one, on the next performance, which was no, not acceptable. You know, it wasn't as good enough. We know that. You can't judge a season on that. So therefore, you know, my job is to oversee it all and go, right, OK, let's find out where we are, lads, and let's get back on to the performances like Fulham, because over a season, they pay you back. Obviously, it's the entire performance over the 90 minutes that is the important thing, but what difference would a strong start in the game, an early goal, just to try and set the goal, <coughs> what difference would that make? Excuse me, yeah. I mean, look, you want to start games right. Um, as I said the week previously, we did. Um, pre-season, we've started games right, and I've enjoyed pre-season working with the players. And um, we've got to get back to that. You know, it, you can't guarantee anything. You know, games played well even more so this season. We're going to see it's going to be played over 100 minutes, uh, minutes or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, you can't guarantee that it's just a start. But I think a start's helpful, particularly at Goodison. The crowd get with you very quickly when the team are on the front foot. Um, and if you can score early, of course, as I always say, goals don't just change games in the sense of the, the score. They actually change the feel of a, a performance and the feel of a stadium often. So that's helpful as well. But when they go against you, you can't let that affect you as, as it did last week. What have you made of Wolves start? Yeah, I mean, it's, they've got their own story. You know, a lot going on there, um, a lot of sales, change of manager and all the rest of it. But that's not for me to concern myself with. You know, it's Everton Football Club. That's why I concentrate on. And in terms of the threat that they'll pose your team, what have you made of particularly yeah, I mean, Manchester United game? Yeah, they've still got some good players. You know, you, you look across their, their uh, team list and they've still got some very good players. Um, obviously, maybe it didn't work out from the last game against Man United. They played well, um, but equally didn't get a result. You know, that's happened to us, so... Like I said, my focus will be on us. Hi, Sean. Um, you said there wasn't enough aggression, fight or edge uh, against Sevilla, which we don't tend to associate with sides that you're in charge of. Why do you think it happened on Sunday? Like I say, collective down day. You know, they're hardest ones. So, you know, you plan, you prep, you do a very similar routine, or certainly we do, to make sure the players have got the information. And, you know, some days you just, you just don't ignite as a group. And I think we, we actually started OK. But once the first goal went in, it was a really poor reaction to a goal. So that's got to change. You know, I spoke to the players about it. We showed signs last season when it affected us as well. So, therefore, we've got to make sure it's not inherent of what we do. Um, so, yeah, getting, getting to react in a positive manner to whatever comes your way. You score or they score. You know, how are you handling that? So we spoke about that. How, how do you change that mentality then? Not 
not collapsing after after going behind? Is it work on the training? It's, it's, it's a constant work in progress. It's constant work in progress with the players, constant work in progress with the individuals, feedback, analysis. The psychology of football is, is one of the biggest steps you know, to, to change what you do. So it's all of them things. They all come into the mountain pot and into the planet. Uh, how far is uh, Yusuf Shamiti from being involved? Yeah, he's only just uh, getting with us. He's, he's training hard and he's getting up to full speed and full fitness, as in, you know, inner fitness. Um, yeah, so he's doing well. He's going along well. Do you know? Do you have any idea when he could be could be involved? Yep. Are you able to see? No. Nope. Okay, and he's someone who you say is not fit uh, yet for the rigours of the Premier League. Would you then not have preferred to spend that money on someone who could have come in and hit the ground running? The, the deals we're trying to do are the ones that we can do. That was a deal we could do. So would you not have preferred to get G. Adams doing earlier? I, know, I, well, I was trying for Harry Kane. That one didn't work out. Thanks. Hi, Sean. Hi. Um, James Tarkovsky said this week that you're very honest in your approach. He said it was one of the most important qualities in a manager. How honest have you had to be this week with the squad? Well, only as honest as I normally am. You know, f footballers. You know, they're not they're not um, as thick as people think. You know, especially about their profession. You know, it doesn't take a lot for me to point out what was wrong. They know. Um, so therefore, it's more about talking to him about it rather than anything. Certainly wasn't screaming and shouting at them. You know, come off a pitch there. They, you know, what's that going to prove? They know what's gone wrong themselves. They know they weren't up for it. They know they weren't collectively up for it. So therefore, we spoke more about that. You're more about the bigger picture of it. So, yeah, it was a, a conversation, some analysis, and a repointing back in the right direction. The one thing I've made it clear, football does, you know, it gives you a jolt now and again. And often, if you look over a season, the, the, the first few games of the season often brings up odd results. So... You know, it's not something that's brand new to me, but you've got to react to that result. Is it a concern at all that some of the mistakes at Villa Park were from more from some of the more experienced members of the squad as well? Uh, no, not really. It can happen. You know, just because you've got experience, it doesn't mean mistakes don't happen. They do. And on Arnaud Danjuma, just wondering how close is he to starting and how suitable do you think he is for all those areas across the front line in terms of what your team needs right now? Yeah, we brought him in because he can be flexible. Um, he's shown that he's worked hard on the training pitch because he knew he was a bit behind the curve. As I stated last week, I think he got a, an injury during pre-season, which is not ideal. He came in late, but he's beginning to get sharper, and I thought he showed that when he, he came on at Villa. And you alluded to Wolves in terms of the, the start. They've had two very differing performances, but how difficult is it for you to approach the game when they have had such difference in, in the performances and the results? Well, only from the fact that you can't guarantee their performance. We're looking to guarantee our own or certainly go a long way to, towards guaranteeing it. Um, you know, so we make the players aware of the differences in performance, some of the tactical differences. But equally, make them aware it's, we have to make it about us, particularly at home. You know, I think that's a big thing for us and I think we've got to do that. So, yeah, as much as, much as we give them information about the opposition, we, we reaffirm to them, um, especially after the weekend, reaffirm to them what we're going to have to do and how we take on the game. So I think that's going to be really important to us. Thank you. Go to Carl at the press Hi, Sean. Hi. You said two games into new season is 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 not is not a time for a crisis. You can't be classed as a crisis. No, I said other people were mentioning that word. I, yeah. I, I just think that two <laughs> two games into a season is pretty early. I think I think it's the, probably the cumulative effect of what people would consider the results from last season and the previous season. It seems like you know that it's just a, a, an ongoing effect. So I'm just wondering how important is just getting result on Saturday. 
I know every week is. It's, it's just as important as getting any result, you know, because like I say, it's a season's work. You know, that's been, <coughs> excuse me, made clear here. You know, it's not, it's not been a walk in the park, a walk in the park, sorry, for the last couple of seasons. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we're the only ones who can change the story. You know, don't wait for everyone outside to change the story. We have to change it. It starts with us, it starts with me, the team, the coaches. We have to change the story. So that's what we're looking to do. And just going back to what you said, when you talk, when you talk about transfers, and you said it involves a, a human being, a person. I just wondered how, how you sell the club to, those, to that human being if you get the chance to, to speak to them. What, what do you... What you what yeah, I think that was asked last week, and I, I, once it gets to that stage, because obviously there's a lot of layers to get to the point when you speak to these players, but usually it's come and make a difference. You know, I want you to make a difference. There's a there's a change in what the club's been trying to do. That's quite obvious, and trying to not not completely rebuild, but add to what's here, and be part of that. You know, be part of changing it and pushing it in the right direction. So it's obvious it's been going the wrong direction for a couple of seasons now. So we've got to change that. You know, it's not down to anyone else. There's no excuses from me. There's realities, but no excuses. So therefore, come and be part of that. Come and make a difference. You know, it's a great story to make a difference at a club like Everton Football Club, in my opinion. Thank you. Thanks, Carl. Any further questions in the open section before we move on? No? Okay, thank you.